Hey, podcasters. Before I get to the episode, I want to take a moment to address the June 24th Supreme Court decision to overturn Roe v. Wade. This decision stripped away the legal right to have a safe and legal abortion. Restricting access to comprehensive reproductive care, including abortion, threatens the health and independence of all Americans. This decision could also lead to the loss of other rights. To learn more about what you can do to help, go to choice.crd.co. That's choice.crd.co. And I encourage you to speak up on your podcast as well. Take care and spread the word. If you make a podcast for everyone, you've made it for no one. So you might focus and carefully define your avatar. But in your refinement, you might have left out an important voice by mistake. Hello and welcome to another podcast pontifications with me, Evo Terra. Now, one of the pleasures of being an independent podcast creator is that you are in control. Of course, that assumes you're an independent creator. If you're a part of some larger podcast-making machine, eh, maybe less so. But I think podcasting's new enough uh, that with enough interesting people playing in the field that those members who are inside still have a lot of say in the direction of the shows they work on. I honestly believe that's the case. Not always, but, but it, certainly, it certainly can be. Now, I want you to think about your avatar and the audience for your show. I want you to think about it in two different ways, because your podcast, your podcasts, the shows you work on, they really serve two different audiences. One is is the avatar. The avatar is a representation of one single person who is a stand-in for the entire audience, right? We don't talk to everybody in a podcast, as I mentioned. We talk to one person, and that actual one person, the attributes of that one person are shared across lots of other people. really helps you refine and focus down, but it's your audience. At the end of the day, it's your audience. You know who you're making this show for. Preference is define an avatar. If not, get together You know, a high level. Like my high level is I want working podcasters listening to my show. That's simple enough. I've got a more defined avatar, but that's the idea. So one is your audience itself. That's audience number one. Audience number two is you, right? You're the podcaster. You're the creator, or I suppose the cog in the machine. It's got to work for you. Everything you produce has to work for you. We all get this. Inherently, you know this, even if you've not really thought about it, you know I've got my audience and I got me. And I have to serve both of these masters. The, the problem is, or the troubles arise, when we see those two different audiences as, well, just that. Two distinctly different audiences. There's what you want as the creator, and there's what your audience wants as the listener. But the real power comes when those two, like Venn diagrams, overlap. Because there has to be some overlap. There's really a lot of overlap. In fact, the true power in what I'm talking about now comes when there's a large amount of overlap between what you want and what your audience wants. Less overlap, the chances are the less successful the show is going to be, at least speaking from the point of view of an independent creator. There's another option that I'll get to towards the end, perhaps. 
So when I talk about the overlap between these two, the more overlap, the better on these Venn diagrams. I'm not just talking about content, the things that you say or allow to be said on your program. Yeah, that's a part of it. Clearly, the content has to be interesting to you and to your your own audience. But I'm thinking about things beyond content, beyond content. And the reason I'm thinking about these things that are beyond content is you want to make sure that you're serving your audiences, you and the uh, avatar itself, well, you want to give them every reason to start listening, stay listening, and share it with other people. And the more of that overlap, the more you're serving their needs and your needs together, the better. And yes, content, as I said, is a part of that. But there's so much more. Format. What is the format of your show? And is it a format that your audience wants? Or... Is it a format that you want? We make a lot of decisions as podcasters based on things we can and cannot do. And things we have been exposed to and things we have not been exposed to. So I would suggest taking a look at the format of the show you are making, which clearly you're probably making because it works for you, and ask yourself if it works for the audience. Now, that's hard to do, which is why I say we got to overlap. You need to look at this from the inside. If you are an audience member, if you were downloading and listening to this episode of the podcast you're making right now, is it the format you're looking for? Is it a format that works? Are there better formats out there? Have there been new developments, new innovation, people being creative, doing something new that would work really well on your show? Or are you using the same format that you used four years ago when you got started and said, that's it. I know how to do this thing and I'm done. Your audience might want more. And the only way you're going to know that is if you can sit yourself inside from the audience perspective. So listen, are you listening to your show? Are you listening to other shows similar to yours? Have you gone to Apple Podcasts, searched for your show, found your show, and went down to the people who listen to your show, also listen to these other shows, and listened to figure out what their format is? Hmm, you should. You should do that. Also, there's cadence. When does new, when do new episodes of your show come out? On what cadence? Now, the standard is weekly, but look, I know that you, just like me, sometimes get a little busy and have ideas that maybe, well, maybe I should do something more. I mean, if they're liking an episode a week, what if I did like maybe occasionally two episodes a week, but I just kind of have a wild hair to do this one episode and throw it out there. That might work for you really well because you've got things going on, but does it work for your audience? Does the cadence of your show that you've set that you might want to be changing work for your audience? Is it haphazard? Is it really scheduled? What works for them? When should this thing release for them? It's very difficult to ask yourself that question if you're on the outside, but if you get in and you think about it from the point of view of your being a part of the audience, serving your needs as well, what cadence should you be on? Are you on the right one right now? Should you change it up? Should you try different things? Maybe. But think about the audience you have. Become a member of the audience. Don't just think about them. Become a member of the audience and see what works for you. And then there's all the non-audio stuff. 
what else could you be doing with your podcast other than recording an episode and pushing it out on your podcast feed? There's a lot more to it. There's a lot more to it. Maybe your audience doesn't have the time to listen. Maybe they don't. Can you do something for the people who can't listen but still want to get your content? Sounds weird to be a podcaster and encourage people to not listen or enable people to not listen, but so what? Being a podcaster doesn't necessarily mean talking into a microphone. I mean, yeah, it kind of means that today, but there's so much more people can do. Why are you limiting yourself? Just something to that. What other forms of content could you produce that your audience wants to get? Sure, it could be video. This show's recorded on video, but it also could be, you know, a lot of text, a well-written, well-defined, crafted article some people might actually like that's then pushed out in a newsletter format. I'm talking about myself here because I'm also the audience. I like to consume things in a variety of formats, not just audio. So the big takeaway of this is be an advocate for your audience by being a member of your audience. Don't forget to put yourself in their shoes quite literally or put their headphones in your ears if that's not a little weird, but do it. And if you're not doing that, if you're not willing to do that, then you really probably should stop doing the show you're doing or, or, or you should insist on getting paid for your efforts. There's a lot of things you might be able to produce that you don't want to listen to. It's fine as long as you are paid. Now, three things before I go away. One, buymeacoffee.com slash evoterra is still there for you to buy me a virtual coffee. And I remind you once again that if you sign up for a recurring membership, it's like five bucks, you'll get access to some special perks. Mm, special perks. If you know podcasters in your life who need to hear this episode or maybe haven't even been aware of podcast pontifications, it is really helpful when you pick up the phone or send a text or direct message someone who you know is a podcaster and say, check out podcast pontifications and give them a link to the show. I would really appreciate it. And it helps make the show grow. I take Fridays off, so I will be back on Monday with yet another podcast pontifications. Cheers. While Americans overwhelmingly support the right of an individual to make their own decisions about abortion, unfortunately, that right is no longer protected everywhere in the U.S. The Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade on June 24th. Abortion is a basic healthcare need for the millions of people who can become pregnant. Everyone should have the freedom to decide what's best for themselves and their families including when it comes to ending a pregnancy. This decision has dire consequences for individual health and safety and could have harsh repercussions for other landmark decisions. Restricting access to comprehensive reproductive care, including abortion, threatens the health and independence of all Americans. Even if you live in a state where abortion rights are upheld, Access to safe medical procedures shouldn't be determined by location, and it shouldn't be the privilege of a small few. You can help by donating to local abortion funds. To find out where to donate for each state, visit donations 
fourabortion.com. That's donations, the number four, abortion.com. If you or someone you know needs help, or if you want to get more involved, here are five resources. One, Shout Your Abortion is a campaign to normalize abortion. Two, Don't Ban Equality is a campaign for companies to take a stand against abortion restrictions. Three, Abortion.Cafe has information about where to find clinics. Four, PlanCPills.org provides early at-home abortion pills that you can keep in your medicine cabinet. And five, choice.crd.co has a collection of these resources and more. We encourage you to speak up, take care, and spread the word.